The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to transform your life. Welcome to Direct Connect Empowerment with your host, Fee Mazanki. Our program will explore the concepts and ideas behind Direct Connect Coaching by introducing guests who are using or are aligned with this program and have used the ideas to transform their lives. It is our sincere hope that you can use this inspiration to do the same. Now, here is Fee Mazanke. Welcome to our amazing show featured just two days before we in the United States celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday. And I just learned last week, right at the end of the week on Friday, that our show, this very show, is reaching listeners in Bangkok, China, Australia, Germany, London, and of course, a very warm welcome to our neighbors just north of, of the border in Canada. And uh, I also learned that this show has the strongest foothold in the United States, which is really exciting too. Here, So we welcome all of you from all around the world who are spending this time listening to us today. And I'm going to guarantee today is going to be fun, entertaining, uplifting for you all. And make sure you stay tuned today because we've got some really exciting news regarding Thailand. That's all I'm going to say. So just stay tuned. You'll have to listen as we go along here. You won't want to miss out. Now, each week we start with the boomerang effect, which states that what you put out in life is equivalent to what you get back. And I came across this very wonderful Thanksgiving poem or blurb, if you will, that it, regardless of where you are in the world, it always makes sense to give thanks. And so as we go into the Thanksgiving holiday here in the United States, I just wanted to share this with you because it puts gratitude, which has been the focus that we've had all month long, it puts gratitude in a whole new perspective. So here goes. Be thankful that you don't already have everything you desire. If you did, what would there be to look forward to? Be thankful when you don't know something, for it gives you the opportunity to learn. Be thankful for the difficult times. During those times, you grow. Be thankful for your limitations because they give you opportunities for improvement. Be thankful for each new challenge because it will build your strength and character. Be thankful for your mistakes. They will teach you valuable lessons. Be thankful when you're tired and weary because it means you've made a difference. It's easy to be thankful for good things. A life of rich fulfillment comes to those who are also thankful for the setbacks. Gratitude can turn a negative into a positive. Find a way to be thankful for your troubles and they can become your blessings. And with that, I just want to say 
to all of our friends in the United States. Happy Thanksgiving. I am really thankful uh, for all of you, our listeners all around the world, uh, for tuning in each and every week to our wonderful show. And today, I'm especially thankful for a very special friend who is joining us actually from Canada, and his name is Tony Estevez. Welcome, Tony. I'm really, really grateful to have you on the show today. I'm very grateful to be on the show. Let me give you a, a brief introduction. I'm going to kind of save all the pomp and circumstance for your story, but I found a really beautiful quote from someone that kind of describes you and, and gives our listeners a little bit of kind of uh, intrigue as to uh, you know who you are and what this is all about today. So um, Tony's a professional speaker and a coach, and he's the founder of Eye on the Ball. He is described by Dr. Lance Secretan, the founder and CEO of the Secretan Center, by this quote. He says about Tony, some people inspire others just because of who they are. That's Tony Estevez. His energy is exceptional and he is a true professional who loves life and delivers a powerful message. I recommend Tony as a speaker and teacher who will share practical skills while inspiring and enchanting his audience. So be ready, strap in your seatbelts because it's time to get enchanted. So I lead with that little mystery behind the curtain, Tony, so that you may share your story. So here's here's uh, where we're going to start, okay? Um, okay. I, I had this wonderful um, wonderful exchange with you via Skype, and I learned about your story of how all of this wonderful speaking and training and uh, travel began for you. And I really wanted to save that story um, because all the miracles really truly aligned for you in the start of your business, and it, it has just unfolded so magically. And I wanted to share that with our listeners. So take it away, Tony. <coughs> all righty, go. Well, uh, excellent. Thanks again for the introduction, and, uh, and thanks for having me. Um, yeah, how did things get started for me on the journey of entrepreneurship? Um, well, uh, like, like many people, I was uh, working a job that wasn't serving me, and, and I, I was overworking, actually, and, and I was finding that I wasn't living a healthy life. There was a lot of unbalance, and I finally got so fed up that I gave my notice and decided to... Uh, to move on, even though I wasn't in a comfortable position financially, and even though there was great uncertainty ahead of me, the, the one thing I knew was that I, that I had to move on. And, uh, and so I, I very much took that plunge. Uh, now, this is actually fairly recent. This is just about three years ago, so uh, I guess the beginning of 2012. Um, and at that time, I, you know, I had a website around speaking and presenting, but I hadn't done much paid business at all, like a, a tiny bit, I'd say, <laughs> you know, a few hundred bucks kind of thing. But I've, I'd known for more than 15 years that I wanted to be some kind of a presenter, entertainer, something or other, but was never really clear, uh, was not, never really able to put my finger on exactly what that looks like in the real world. But on the weekend that I decided to leave work finally, I... Um, I attended a, an event in Toronto, I was living in Toronto at the time, uh, called the Speaker's Think Tank. And, and this is a, a, a place where I'd 
heard that professional speakers and amateur speakers could come together to share ideas and resources. And on that very same weekend that I attended, I got offered the opportunity to submit a chapter on a book on presentation skills. And um, because these people had seen me present somewhere else before and they thought, you know, Tony, you've got something. We've been working on this book for a year and a half or so. Would you like to give us a chapter? And, you know, of course, I thought, holy cow, I'd be honored. And, uh, and I said, great, well, we, we, need it. we need it within a week. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, so, um, and so that was really the icing on the cake, uh, the tip of the iceberg. I was like, cool, work is done. Universe is telling me this is where I'm supposed to go. Boom. And before I'd ever done really any paid work in my field, I became a published contributing author uh, to a book on presentation skills. And, and that was a pretty big sign for me that I needed to, uh, I needed to move in that direction. That is really wonderful. Um, and certainly, again, the alignment of all of that happening. And then that built on from there, and that authorship built uh, forward to um, some really interesting or a really interesting uh, opportunity for you for presenting in South Africa, right? Yeah, there's a, <laughs> how many links in this string of events would you like? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's one of the fascinating ones that uh, our listeners would probably, there's, there's probably many, many, and we could probably spend the entire hour on all the links, right? <laughs> mm. Yes. Well, well, I'll keep it, uh, I'll, I'll keep it, uh, I'll give you the cold notes of how that happens. Yeah. Um, um, uh, well, right off the bat, I should tell people who are listening now that I, I think the way I've been fortunate enough to have a pretty uh, interesting travel career and, and professional career is through face-to-face conversations with people. If there's one thing I hope that listeners get out of this call, it's that I believe that you should speak to more people. And when I say speak to people, I mean face-to-face, eyes-to-eyes, cell phones down. Um, Because uh, many of the travels, including the adventures I had um, in South Africa, came as a result of face-to-face conversations. So if we were to take my getting published in that book to then hosting the book launch for myself and the other authors uh, who were in that book to then getting introduced to an event called Mo Mondays in Toronto, where I shared the stage with uh, some really talented professionals and and met a gentleman who's in charge of Canada's uh, creativity conference called Mind Camp. And then I went to that conference and although there wasn't an opportunity to present, I was able to present like a little after dinner session, and there was a fellow from South Africa in my session who challenged me, you should bring this to South Africa. And I said, who's going to pay for it? Because it was a non-paying engagement. And he said, well, just email this fellow and there might be a way. And I emailed this fellow, Kubis Niesling, (laughs) from South Africa, who's kind of like the godfather of creativity uh, over in that part of the world. And, you know, I really didn't think that he'd even get back to me. And the very next day, he replied to my email. And I, I was excited to open it. I opened it and he said, uh, no, unfortunately, our conference is fully booked out and we don't need any other presenters. But why don't you contact uh, this woman who, who runs uh, the, the conference for educators before um, my corporate conference and perhaps they can arrange something for you. So I wasn't discouraged. I thought, okay, wow, the guy got back to me. That's great. I forwarded on the correspondence and, and uh, uh, about a week passed. Again, I was thinking, well, nothing lost. I didn't get in, but that's okay. But, but this woman did get back to me, and she said, hello, Tony, uh, with regard for your application for sponsorship to attend our conference in South Africa, 
This has been discussed and approved. And, and at wow. that moment, in my little tiny Kensington apartment in downtown Toronto, I leapt out on the balcony and I, I came to, like, tears of joy came to my eyes because I knew in that moment, although I didn't know how I was going to do it, I knew in that moment that I was going to go to South Africa and that it could be a tipping point in my career. I proceeded back uh, to read the rest of the email and sort of wipe the tears from my eyes and and she went on to say, yeah, you know, since you're going to come this way, we've, we've just gone ahead and booked you accommodation for the entire week. Um, you're most welcome to present your, your juggling workshops at, at the, uh, the conference for educators as well as the corporate conference. And like that, you see how I just kind of got in the back door. <laughs> I was so excited. She went on to say, uh, also, um, you know, we have a surprise keynote speaker who delivers a keynote for the educators on the Tuesday of that week. And, and Kubis would like you to deliver that keynote. Holy cow, my first international keynote. Yes, I'll have that, thank you. <laughs> and then her last comment was, oh, and Kobus is in contact with a number of professional sporting organizations. He'd like you to contact Paul True, who is the head coach of the Springbok Sevens national rugby team. He believes that Paul and the squad could learn something from you in your juggling workshop. We look forward to having you in South Africa. <laughs> and so just, just a few weeks like later, that. I was... I was over there, and I had three of the most inspiring weeks of my life, and, um, and it was absolutely incredible. And all of that happened because of conversations that I had with people back in Canada. Yeah, and that, that's such a really fascinating, um, a fascinating skill that is, is really at the forefront of everything that you speak about, Tony, and that is um, the, those face-to-face conversations, though, making those connections with people, putting your cell phones down, having eye-to-eye, face-to-face conversations with people um, is really what led you to this it's 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 miraculous instant business i mean it like talk about um diving off the cliff which is what you did you dove off the cliff and said that i'm going to i'm going to jump and the net will follow and you know i always in 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 coaching people i always recommend that there's kind of a uh you know small baby steps unless they have the faith uh, like you have tony where you just kind of let it all go and then trust and and everything followed from there and absolutely yeah and would you say there was anything uh that you did i I know the connections and i want to get to the connections and, and conversations but was there anything else that you did that led you to just i mean it was like turning on a faucet instant business for you with this opportunity in south africa which then led to uh, you know, several other gigs for you? Um, well, this is the interesting thing about the story is that uh, after South Africa, I came back, I think, a little bit uh, naive and, of course, glowing with, um, with inspiration and, and passion about the good work that I was able to do over there uh, and, and feeling like this is a really big feather in my cap and, boy, oh, boy, the phone's going to ring. <laughs> but, you know... That's not really what entrepreneurism is all about. It, it doesn't just happen like that. And um, uh, so to my surprise, I came back and yes, I had some work, but I didn't all of a sudden become successful because I got to do some great international work at all. Actually, I got myself into some financial trouble because I had leveraged everything on making it work in this first year in business. 
and and really had some serious serious struggles that um, that I thought you know well I'm a talented presenter people are going to notice me and it's just gonna it's gonna take off and so what I learned in that first year of business towards the end of 2012 is that no matter uh, how big of a gig or how high profile of a presentation you do, even if it's something that pays thousands of dollars, um, you have to keep on knocking on doors. You have to keep on having conversations with people and you have to keep on looking for business as if you didn't earn a big chunk of cash just last week. And it's a really tough thing to do because your, your ego wants to say, holy cow, you know, we're making it. This dream job, this dream career is happening and yeah, it's time to put my feet up and just pat myself on the back. And of course, we need to celebrate our accomplishments. Absolutely. But in that time for me, I was so new to the world of presenting that I thought that this would lead to tons of other gigs. And I'll tell you honestly, it, it didn't. Like uh, Over time, I'd say it has, but immediately it, it didn't. It took, it took quite a roller coaster for me to actually turn that into, uh, turn that into business again. Wonderful advice to uh, any listeners out there that have this dream or desire to be an entrepreneur. Um, we, you really talk about making greater connections, having that conversation with, uh, with people or having conversations with people. Can you let our audience know your best practice and advice, what you've learned over the years to keep knocking on doors, to keep those conversations coming, which then has led you to business. Absolutely. Um, I would say uh, definitely ask questions. When when you speak to people, when you speak to new people or people you already know uh, in a networking scenario or just in in a casual coffee shop encounter, perhaps when you meet a complete stranger, which I strongly encourage everyone to do, don't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, I find that people who consider themselves shy or introverted who come to me for advice explain, well, you know, I, I just, I wouldn't know what to say. I don't really have an elevator pitch. I don't know what to say when it comes to approaching a new person. And the neat thing is that you don't need to have that elevator pitch down. Really, you just have to come with a childlike curiosity because most people love talking about themselves and about their life experience. So as as soon as you show curiosity and that you're genuinely interested rather than just waiting to say your line, uh, you you engage a conversation. And you can see it in the person's body language as well, that that it's almost like their their guard comes down when you show genuine interest and curiosity in them. And before you know it, you have a conversation, you find out that you both like certain kind of sport or a certain kind of activity or, or a certain kind of pastime. And the talk becomes more about that and less about business. But what do you know? By the end of that conversation, that person wants your contact info and, uh, and you've got yourself a good lead. Furthermore, I would say collect business cards. Don't give them out. <laughs> um, it's your responsibility as a small business owner, an entrepreneur, or, or you know, just the person running the business of your own life, to, uh, to get the contact information of the person who you want to be in contact with. If somebody says, hey, give me your card, yeah, I'll, I'll look you up, this, what you're doing sounds great, and you generally want to be in contact with them, it's your responsibility to get their contact information as well. Of course, sometimes those people will say, oh, no, like, don't worry, I'll email you. Like, try, I'm super good at that. Okay, that's fine. 
But if they're not actually willing to give you your, their contact information, then they may not be sincere at all about giving you that resource or talking to you further or whatever. So that's a big piece of learning that I wish I'd known 10 years ago was that giving up my business card is kind of a waste of time. You really need to get the contact information of the people who you want to connect with, and it's your job to follow up. That's wonderful advice, and, and certainly the advice that doesn't really often happen at networking events, which, which I, you know, I think that um, our, our listeners can really take that and run with that. We are going to take a short break. I told you we've got some exciting news about Thailand, so be sure to stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I.com, and find out more today. Because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fima Zanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And, and we're back talking about creativity and connections in the workplace with Tony Estevez. And Tony, let, we're talking about uh, those connections and how that works with people. And can you talk to us a little bit about your message of creativity and how does creativity increase productivity in the workplace? Absolutely. So, so I've been introduced to creativity uh, be- because of these creativity conferences. Uh, people should know about actually, I've mentioned that MindCamp is the big creativity conference up in Canada, which is incredible. But, and that happens every August. But also SIPSI is the, um, the Creative Problem Solving Institute. They just held their, I believe, their 61st annual uh, creativity conference up in Buffalo. And, um, and many people don't know that you can actually get um, a master's degree in creativity now. And it's this whole beautiful 
world of study that, that well, it's, it's changing lives and it's changing businesses and the way businesses run. And so um, that's how I've been, been introduced to creativity and, and how I use it is, um, well, depends on the scenario, I suppose. I use it as a coaching tool. Um, I use it uh, for myself to get myself more enjoyably through the day. Um, and, uh, and also use it in the trainings that I do. Sorry, I might've talked around your question there. <laughs> do you want to reframe it for me? Well, I think the, I, I think it's a great uh, segue into the idea of tapping into one's own creativity and what you do personally to do that and how you recommend that to clients or you bring that message to uh, audiences alike so that they can feel that connection to their creativity because obviously that is being in flow when there's creativity happening, being in flow, and that's where all great ideas stem from. So what? Let's let's just let's just take it and say, what do you do to inspire creativity in yourself, and what tools do you share with others to do the same? Excellent. Yeah. Well, I'll share. The simplest and most powerful tool I've been taught yet in the world of creativity that anyone listening can do, and that is to go out and buy one of those little dollar store notebooks, um, uh, you know, those little tiny notebooks that could fit in your pocket and carry them around, carry it around with you. And I, I give all participants in my workshops one of these. This is inspired by a gentleman named Dr. Wynne Wenger, um, and he is one of my mentors in the world of creativity. He's done extensive research over the last 50 years in the field of creativity and creative problem-solving processes and come up with a body of work all around utilizing your visual imagery and your unconscious mind to solve problems. Because the unconscious mind is infinitely more powerful than the conscious mind. And what this little notebook does is it allows you to capture some of those ideas uh, as they happen throughout your day and jot them down. So, so Dr. Wenger calls this an idea butterfly net, which I think is really beautiful. Um, and it takes a while to get used to actually using it because many of us are used to taking a, a note in our cell phone or, or a smartphone um, or, or, or a voice memo. But uh, he's proven that actually writing things down, ideas down as they come to you, uh, allow more great ideas to come to you. And conversely, when you're focusing on a project or a task, let's say at your computer, and you're trying to just stay really, really focused, and you, you, you have ideas and these images, these streams of consciousness flowing all the time, but you're trying to ignore them. He says that in that regard, you're basically telling your unconscious mind, hey, leave me alone. I'm, I'm trying to focus, and your ideas aren't important to me. And so what I've found by utilizing this little notebook over the past couple of years now, that it's... Um, not only has it allowed me to have some really neat ideas, but truthfully, so they aren't like change the world ideas aren't necessarily popping up in this little notebook, but what's really happening is I'm becoming more intuitive and I'm making better decisions because I'm allowing my unconscious mind to make them for me as opposed to my verbal conscious mind. And uh, of course, the unconscious is much, much more powerful. So that's the main tool I'd say that I use to unlock my creativity in my day-to-day happenings. That's a great example and a, a great idea. I used to have a boss many years ago, and he carried around note cards. And mm-hmm. 
and they were trifold note cards that they fit into his pocket. And he would have kind of a yesterday, today, and tomorrow uh, list on there of, of ideas, concepts, things that he would jot down on there. But I love the the I, the concept of the uh, idea idea butterfly net is it, it's just got a great creative visual that it carries with it and um when you when you bring the idea of creativity to others are there any other tools that you use tony to help them tap in besides the great idea of the butterfly net um besides that any other thoughts or ideas or tools that you use yes certainly uh, i'd say that leads us nicely into play so the, the workshops, most of the workshops that I deliver as a, as a facilitator are, are play-based workshops. So I'll go into uh, an organization and bring juggling balls for everybody because I'm in, I'm in a circus here in Calgary and I'm a professional juggler as well, <laughs> which is kind of ridiculous, but fun. And, You've got and, many and, trades out there, right? Yeah, I've got a couple, <laughs> a couple up my sleeve. Uh, yes. Juggling is really the main reason I got taken to South Africa, to be honest. And... Um, uh, you bring these juggling balls into a, a, a corporate setting and people automatically pick them up before the session even starts. They start throwing them around and they start playing with them. And when you can uh, create play for adults in, in a world where they're not used to having play, uh, magical things can happen even before the facilitation starts. And so that's, um, that's a, one of the main ways that I bring uh, creativity into the workplace is I actually bring play, you know, using... Uh, juggling. I also do do stuff with ping pong and, and miniature ping pong, um, and, and also improv theater, and all of those types of training or teachings allow people to to be playful, and that's when some really magic stuff can happen. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I used to speak with people years ago about, I, I always had this idea of, about bringing a sandbox into the workplace just so that people could just play in the sand like we did when we were, when we were kids and, and kind of use their imaginations to um, solve corporate pro- problems as a result of just playing like you were building sandcastles in the sand. So Beautiful. Um, perhaps, perhaps... Uh, the corporate worlds out there will start to evolve into uh, inviting play into the workplace because that's certainly, you know, capturing that imagination is a wonderful way to inspire so many creative thoughts and, and problem solving. Um, yeah, and I think, I think we are starting to see that uh, in some really innovative organizations. You, you know, definitely you've been to offices where there is a ping pong table you know, or a place, a room where people can just go and sit that not, not just a coffee shop or whatever, but it's just a space for people to sit and be with their thoughts as, as part of their work day. And so I think we are seeing some progress, but we've still got a, a long way to go. Sure. I would, I, I fully agree. And I think that carries through to schools as well, because what, you know, why did learning ever just stop at, at, and, and recess stop at, at the middle school age, you know, that that's always been a question I've asked um, because I think creativity inspires learning in children as well. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. That's, you know, children are just like fountains of creativity until they're put into a, a mold. Sort of right. Thing, you know? Right. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
you talk about this element of play and this element of fun in the workplace. What are some other ways that you uh, bring or invite fun and play into your concepts in, in, with your audiences and with your clients? Yeah, I am. Um, very good question, Pete. I am. Um, I get people to talk to people. <laughs> so, in, in any of the keynotes or workshops that I do, I have a little a little card that has uh, has some notes on the back that people have to fill out about. Uh, it's just a few questions, right? And and they fill those out and they leave the cards on a table face up, and then wander around to see if there's something that they know something about that someone else has written down. And then they're forced to have a conversation with that person. And effectively, it's an easy way to illustrate how in a group as, as small as two or three people or as big as 150, 200 people, you, you clearly see quickly how you're surrounded by many, many more resources than you think you are. And we just often don't even think to ask the person around us, hey, do you know something about XYZ uh, you know, or, or whatever? Because it's not culturally the norm for us just to put ourselves out there. But by talking to people, effectively playing with people, you, you suddenly notice, holy cow, everything can flow a lot more smoothly if I just reach out a little bit, a little outside my comfort zone and, and talk to that person or that colleague who I wouldn't normally talk to. Just so much potential lies in those conversations. So um, that's, that's, that's another way that it, it sort of happens. That's a great way, great example as well. And it, it's so funny to see the, the level of interest that people have when you start to think outside the box. I was, I was reading a, an article um, written by a wonderful couple. Uh, they do a lot of uh, coaching on uh, relationships and attracting your ideal partners and love and all that sort of thing. And I've had them on the show before. And... Um, you know, they talk about kind of going beyond the regular questions of what do you do when you're dating? You know, what do you do and uh, how long have you done that? But they, they say just dive a little bit deeper into, you know, what's what's your dream? What are you passionate about? You know, and dive further. What excites further. you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what excites you? What, what, you know, what what just generates thrills in your life? And if you had to do anything, what would that look like? And I was sharing that idea and concept with a client who's certainly in that same situation in that scenario. And, um, you know, just saying, let's just go beyond, go beyond kind of the standard questions and, and really connect with people. And that's exactly what you're saying here, Tony, right? I mean, that's how people really build that connection. Um to deepen relationships, and that's that's kind of how all of this began for you, right? Totally, absolutely. And, and what you're saying about what your guest had uh, recommended regarding relationships also works at, at networking events. You know, if you think about a networking event, let's say there's 20 people in the room. Of course, you don't want to be the person who's just dishing out your business card like like a Vegas dealer. No, you want to have meaningful conversations with a couple of people there, and that's how you get the most value out of it. But think about how you could stand out amongst everybody else who's wearing a nice suit or whatever. You could ask really excellent questions. An opener could be, what's, what's something exciting that happened for you in your work in the last week? That's going to be much more memorable than, oh, you know, hi, I'm John Doe, and uh, what do you do for a living? So <laughs> right. I, absolutely, I, I agree that... Uh, 
that's the way to really make relationships happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the really unique way that you teach focus and time management to your audience because I found this very fascinating and, again, a really playful way to bring an important message to the corporate world. Well, it's, uh, it's very good of you that you asked there, Fee. I'm happy to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't mind if I give it to you in an Irish accent, do you? I do not at all. <laughs> all right. well, see, I love the I Irish accent, focus. Tony. You know, when I, when, I, when I start talking about focus, I slip into the Irish accent because it's just my absolutely favorite accent in the world. And I find in Canada, if you, if you put on an Irish accent, all of a sudden you get what you want a little, a little bit easier. So, you know, I'll put it on here for just this little explanation. <laughs> um, well, no, no, I'll put, I'll put the Canadian back on. Here we go. Okay, so uh, I use uh, to teach focus, um, to get me focused here, to teach focus in the workplace uh, in time management, I use juggling. Um, there are a number of really great uh, metaphors that you can draw from juggling to teach to an audience and it's a really playful way to keep people's attention and to let them go a little wild and to occasionally even teach them a new skill. So it's almost like we're in the sandbox. We're playing together. You don't even notice that you're learning something. And uh, by the end of it, uh, people, people, the feedback's been very positive and people have fun and, and uh, you know, depending on the group, uh, how, how serious they want to get or, or if they mainly want to just keep it playful, we can actually get some pretty deep introspective conversations going uh, with, with things like a couple of the stages of drug, juggling. For example, there's a stage where I instruct people to uh, take two balls and throw them both up and let them both drop. And, and we have conversations about making mistakes on purpose. And wouldn't it be amazing if we all recognize that everybody makes mistakes at all levels of management, and if we just spoke a little more openly about them, how we'd be carrying around a lot less stress and effectively saving our organization money by not sort of side-sweeping or deferring blame, but just saying, hey, I screwed up, let's fix it, boom. And so that's an example of how you can use play to, to teach some uh, time management and focus you know, uh, once we get further into the juggling, we have conversations specifically about focus and about where, where you're putting your attention. And I, and I relate that to, uh, to people's to-do lists uh, versus a why-do list. Like, why are you doing the things, that, you know, why is your to-do list getting longer every day? Are you really doing the most important things or are you just taking care of the little details that are easy to tick off? And so, um, yeah, there's all kinds of fun stuff we can do with that. And it doesn't have to happen in an Irish accent, but sometimes it does. And the Irish accent makes it just just that much more fun. And by the way, next week we're talking we're going to be talking on the show about making mistakes and uh, celebrating mistakes and and the value and art of mistake making. So that's a great thanks for that. Thanks for that just advanced promotion of next week's show. I, you didn't even know well, I, that you were doing that, but I just I wanted to know, bring but that I can't forward. Wait to, I can't wait to hear it next week. That'll be great. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Well, we are going to take our, our next break, and I, I promise you we're going to be talking about this exciting expedition, so please stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I dot com, and find out more today. Because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And we're talking about fun and creativity and bringing all kinds of new exciting ways to promote focus in the workplace with our special guest from Canada, Tony Estevez. And, um, you know, Tony... Uh, we, you and I were talking during the break about how life hasn't just completely, uh, you know, fit and in, in fallen into place for you. And you've had some hurdles to overcome, which every person obviously does. What do you recommend to people who are stuck or blocked or looking to e- expand, perhaps looking to expand in their careers? Some, someone like you that's got that urge and that sense of uh, feeling like there's something else out there, but they don't know, quite know how to get there. What do you recommend t- for them to tap into that creativity to kind of unblock and, and unstick themselves? Mm-hmm. Great question. Uh, first of all, yeah, thank you for touching on that, what we spoke about during the, the break. Um, I, I'd like to state that my journey has been far from smooth. I'm a very cheerful, positive person for sure, but there have been some really, really big hurdles along the way. And, and to be honest, I, I'm facing some pretty big challenges right now, but I'm persevering because I believe so certainly in what I'm doing that I'm doing it whether I can do it or not, if that makes any sense. Like I'm creating my own self-fulfilling prophecy with such dedication that I'm going to get to where I want to get to on a very high level with this career that I have no choice but to succeed. And straight off the bat, I would say for anybody who's feeling stuck or not so satisfied with their career or what they're, they're doing, um, uh, I would say, first of all, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, it took me years to learn how to ask for help. And, and that help might not even be, oh, help me start a business. That might even just be help 
learning to figure out what the heck it is you want to do that's different, which could mean hiring a coach. It could mean just speaking to a, a trusted friend or family member, but don't carry around the stress and anxiety of doing something that you're not happy doing all on your own for months or years. Speak to someone about it. And so I'd say that's the very first step is to, is to learn how to ask for help. And eventually you get more comfortable asking for more help and, uh, and, the, and more resources show up and, and things start to change. Uh, furthermore, I'd say if you do decide to take the plunge and, and get into entrepreneurship or, or start an endeavor of any sort, um, yes, I, I'm a big fan of try, 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 like get out there and play. But um, if you're really going to drop everything to try it, be sure you're passionate about it. Because if, if it's just sort of a flippant thing, well, I'm not so happy with this job, so I'm going to try and start my own business, there's a really good chance it won't be successful. If you feel like, well, I'm not so happy with my work, but I've always wanted to do this, you can do it, for sure. It's that passion that will pull you through the financial hurdles, the, the psychological hurdles, the spiritual challenges, because the, the real struggles of entrepreneurship that I think most people don't talk about because you're either an entrepreneur and you're broke or you're successful and making lots of money. It's this middle area that people don't seem to really acknowledge. And I, I just really want to make it clear that I think people don't get through this middle area unless they're really passionate about whatever their cause is. So, uh, so that's a, a note I wanted to touch on. Great suggestions. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Let's, sw- let's switch gears a little bit and talk about how you inspire creativity through this upcoming expedition that you have uh, next year, 2016 in April. Can you fill our listeners in on that and what that's all about for you? Well, certainly you've been, uh, you've been teasing the audience about uh, this, this little thing that's happening in April 2016. It's called the Thailand Creativity Camp a life expedition. And uh, what is happening is I'm, I'm hosting my first international creativity retreat over in Thailand. And I'm super, super excited because we will bring together uh, six, to, uh, 6 to 11 small business owners, entrepreneurs, or even corporate professionals who just need a break um, to have a magical time together. And it's, it's very much like an all-inclusive trip within Thailand. Almost everything is paid for, your internal flights, your accommodation, um, and most of your meals. So, so once people land in Thailand, they're just taken care of. And what we've done is I've partnered up with a, a company in Thailand, uh, someone who I met through an unexpected connection. <laughs> um, it, the company is called Where Sidewalks End. And um, this is an old roommate of mine. Uh, and truthfully, I, I saw him in Ontario uh, a couple of months ago, and he'd mentioned, hey, you know, I might be moving out of Thailand. But when we were roommates three years ago, I promised him, I said, you know, Ian, I'm, I'm a traveler, so while you're in Thailand, I will come to visit you. He said, well, I might be leaving, so you better get over there soon. I said, when's a good time to come? He said, come for uh, uh, Sukaran, the, uh, the uh, water festival in April. Perfect, I'll be there. And then a couple of days later, I had what I can only describe as a creative download and just realized, oh my goodness, I have to create some sort of thing to bring business to my friend in Asia and also to bring business to my business and create an experience for a whole bunch of people to have a life-changing experience together. And that's how this project was born. 
really it was me seeing a good friend again and realizing I, I, now is the time to do this. And I, I love your description of a creative download because that's exactly how I describe the, the inspired moments that I get. It's, I say it's a, it's a download. I, that's how, how I, I, I explain them. That's all I can say is all of a sudden I got a download. <laughs> so, yeah, I, and I, I've experienced it, I think, twice in my life. And I'd heard people say it at the creativity conferences I've been to before and with some of the uh, very spiritual people who I am lucky to know. I've heard that before, but I think that was probably the first time I'd ever experienced it. And I've had one since then. And, um, and I, I get it. It's like your brain just opens up and all kinds of answers come to you and you better have a notepad ready to write stuff down because all kinds yeah. of great ideas are born. Yes. And that's certainly how you know you're, crea- uh, you're connected to that creative source that we are all connected to. So this, this is a really exciting, the, the Thailand creativity camp, um, how do listeners contact you or reach you if they have an interest in going? I think it's a fabulous way to kind of unplug from everything in your life to, to again, tap into that creative flow that you, uh, so, you know, especially if there's something really important percolating within you. Um, I think this is a great way to do that and, and to, uh, bounce ideas off of other people who are in that same boat, right? So tell listeners how they can get there and how they can reach you uh, just in general for business as well. Wonderful. Um, thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks for, uh, for mentioning that. Um, uh, it's going to be quite an excellent trip. I'm super, super excited. And well, the simplest way is people could just Google Thailand creativity camp and uh, we'll be the first or second thing to pop up there. You'll see my name, Tony Estevez, and you click on that link and have a look through. Another way you could do it is to go um, through my website. Uh, I'll have, uh, I have something on the homepage with a link to it as well. So, so my website is ionotheball.ca, as if you were spelling the word ion, like, like the letter I, <laughs> and uh, .ca, not .com. Uh, that's where you can find good old Tony Estevez and his ideas and lots of videos on, on the blog. And I'm happy to have a conversation with anybody who wants to have a conversation. Wonderful. So I on the ball, I with the letter I on the ball dot CA and Tony, um, what would you say for our listeners who are in leadership positions? And we've got a lot of them out there that are in leadership roles. What would you say that, they can do, what can they take away from the interview today that will help them instill more fun and creativity in the workplace uh, as they go forth uh, from, from listening to this interview? Uh, great question. See, I, I would say that the, the simplest thing that leaders could do is to um, make themselves a little more vulnerable um, when, when uh, it doesn't mean they have to pour their hearts out to their whole staff necessarily, but allow themselves to be playful in the workplace in a way that perhaps they haven't before, which could be as simple as throwing a paper airplane or as ridiculous as letting themselves get dropped in a dunk tank at some event or something. I don't know. But when, when a, a senior executive allows their guard to come down in front of their staff in such a way they've never seen before, it really allows the, the, uh, the people who they're leading to see, oh, that's not just my boss, but it's actually a human being. 
You know, oh, it's also another parent who has kids. Oh, it's also another person who has challenges and is willing to let loose at least once in a while. And I think that that kind of playfulness and that sort of vulnerability can really, well, I've seen it. It, it really inspires uh, staff members to, uh, to feel incredible and to be more productive. So what we're going to be seeing over the next few days in in all of uh, the, the corporate world, so to speak, is a lot, a heck of a lot of paper airplanes being thrown around before, <laughs> at least in the U.S., before the Thanksgiving holiday. I'm sure people will be, you know, uh, they can even make turkey-related uh, paper airplanes and, and throw those yeah, around, sure right? With it. Just don't, don't, don't take out anybody's eye. Just be careful. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> or if you want, you can, you know, make those little... Uh, put your palm down and make a uh, little turkey palm prints that, that people always used to do in, in, in grammar school. That would be fun too, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So Sophia, I have a quick question for you. You've been super generous and, and wonderful to, uh, to talk about the fun stuff that I'm up to with my business. And uh, what's the best way that people could support you and your show? If, uh, if, you know, people like, I love the shows of yours I've listened to and I'm going to keep listening. What's the best way that people could stay connected to you? Thank you. Wow, that's so very kind of you, Tony. Um, the, the best thing to do with me is to share the link of this show to others because we have a goal and a mission, Tony. I mentioned it a few weeks ago that we're rising up in, on the Empowerment Channel and our goal is to be number one on the Empowerment Station on Voice America. So in order to do that, we've got to have listeners out there. So we have to exp- expand. And, and like I said, we've got a strong foothold in the United States. So a lot of great content that is uh, rich and based in the United States. Um, we want to spread the, the word of empowerment to the world. So please be sure to spread the word and spread the link internationally as well. And also, I am looking for guests just like you, Tony, who have enriching stories, um, who are very inspired, who bring a message of empowerment in in their own unique ways. I, I really enjoy hearing from all the the different guests that we have here on the show uh, to do that. So if anyone has um, you know a guest out there or if anyone desires to be a guest on the show, um, I'm always looking for people who have interesting stories or interesting things to present, even if it's just an inspiration. I'm, I'm great with that as well. So they can contact me at fee at directconnectcoaching.com and spread the Voice America uh, Direct Connect Empowerment with Fee uh, link to the show. So keep that circulating. And we're also always looking for sponsorship for the show. So uh, anybody out there that wants to reach the uh, quarter of a million listening audience that we have on the empowerment channel itself, we have the opportunity to tap into um, that as well. So um, that, those are the different ways that we can do that. So thank you for asking that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yes. Before we run out of time, can I give a shout out to Ronnie Lil Shapka who introduced us? Uh, and she she's the uh, the conversation starter for for me that uh, allowed me to to meet you and to become on the show. And so, there's another example of the power of conversations because it's been really wonderful to be on the show today. Well, thank you, Tony. And yes, Ronnie Lil, we are so appreciative. She she has been a very generous connector uh, in my life as well. So, Ronnie Lil, shout out to you. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. We are 
Uh, we have run out of time, so I just want to uh, offer my heartfelt thanks to you to say it's truly been wonderful to have you on the air today. Thank you so much, Fee. And I just want to say to the men and women of service around the world, we acknowledge you uh, each and every day, and especially for those of you during the holiday season when you are away from your families, a uh, very special send out and shout out to all of you for sending love to you. Thank you to our ever-growing and expanding listening audience. Keep sharing our link. Keep empowering yourself and others to live your greatest life and their greatest life as well. And I wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving in the U.S. and have a very inspired week, everyone. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us this week on Direct Connect Empowerment. Fima Zanke will be back with another guest next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then.